I would like to start, we're talking a little bit about change because it's nice to have the front row full with the Spaniard Jerry family. Um, it's not, not common that you have the front row full. It's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> the Lord's prepared something wonderful for you guys. Serious. Yeah, he's, prepared, he's prepared a meal, a feast. Um, um, We've been talking about um, change a bit because of um, the change that we're undergoing as a church in terms of our physical location. But as we've said a couple of times, it's not just a mere physical change we're making. We want to make a change in terms of our mindsets. It's too soft. We want to make a change in terms of our mindsets as a church and shift our perspective a little bit away from um, being, is it okay? Being a little bit um, sort of family are doing that so well to being how can other people experience Jesus it's very simple it's, this, it's the age old gospel like if we get the gospel then we give it away and so that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks and I'm going to continue on that theme um, some of you who do get the emails if you don't you can um, pass this around please James um, there's another pen with another one and you would have seen a fantastic um, picture that actually one of the parishioners Jen was at Canal Walk after my last week's preach and took a snap for you guys and put it on the email if you did see of the proof that change is possible. Did anyone see that? Yeah. Change is possible. Um, when you're paying for your parking at Canal Walk, it is possible. You guys, so we were talking about that and that's kind of been the theme. Change is possible. Even if you've got a credit card, it still comes up. Did you guys see that? You saw that email. I thought it was quite amazing. Jane sent it through. So thanks for going to Canal Walk last Sunday night to take that picture. Fantastic. I'm going to read you guys something a little bit vulnerable here. But um, yeah, in, in, on August 1st, I wrote this in my journal. Who has a journal? Anybody? Still going? Journal vibes. Who's gone digital? I went digital, finding it a lot easier because I'm in a waiting room, I can write on my on a Word doc that I've got now on Google Docs, and then I can go and burn that pile of those embarrassing books that I don't want anyone to find somewhere there, and I put a lock on the dock as well, so when I die, it'll just be digital waste. <clears throat> I'm going to read you guys something quickly um, that I wrote just the other day. And just Start this off. I am learning patience. There are things that are simply out of our control. You can have words, promises, dreams, and all of it is out of reach. When you can do nothing else, then what is left must be an ever-increasing enjoyment of God. My relationship with Jesus is not about being on a mission, doing things or getting somewhere. I was made to love Him. I want to discover what it is to truly enjoy Him. Not to come with requests for plans and projects, but to come to Him for pure connection. He stands outside of time. Time is in His hands. A lifetime is like a brief moment in eternity. I want mine to be about Him. I don't normally write in such a kind of a way, but that day I did. And um, <clears throat> I'll pick up on that in a little bit. So we went through Acts 1 and 2 last week, in kind of a whirlwind fast vibe, where I just pick out from the buffet what stands out to me, and it's then up to you to go and read what I didn't read. Um, but I just want to quickly 
I mean, you can two or three things from that. God wants to shift our view. You know, I just picture Jesus at the wedding in Cana when, when there wasn't wine. Most of us would have said, hey, who can quickly run out and get wine? It's a good name of a business. You know, who could quickly go pop over to get wine and then get wine? And that's how most of us. I just appreciate the smiles. <laughs> it's tough to get this card to be like more Pentecostal, but I can get a few smiles in the background. I'm trying, I'm working on it. So most of us would just have an actual responsibility, like, let's go and get the wine. And Jesus, I think, looked at it quite differently. He said, surely that there would be enough is enough. There would be, there would be, there would be more than enough. And it's just a little simple distinction that I'm talking about in this thing of change is possible. When, 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 that, when this request was brought to him, sure, he said to his mom, well, it's not my time and all that stuff. But he actually knew, I think he knew. He said, yeah, there's always going to be enough. There's, there's, there's immeasurably enough wine. And the Father in heaven would make sure that there would be wine for this feast. And why I'm telling you that again is just to say that I feel like God wants to shift the way we look at the world. He wants to change our worldview. And to start looking at people in the way that Jesus would look at them. Start looking at situations in the way that Jesus would look at situations. Because I feel like we get stuck and we stop and we have this perspective that says, um, let's just go get some wine on But actually God's inviting us to partake in a miracle. Constantly, and people's lives around us, we've locked off and we said it's impossible that that person could ever encounter Christ. We've, we've, we've de- declared in our own sort of form of judgment that change is not possible. But I say to you, on behalf of Canal Walk, change is possible. So that was what we talked about last week. And Canal Walk is not involved in this. So in Acts 3, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. One afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple for, for the three o'clock prayer. As they came to the entrance called the Beautiful Gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth, being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going into worship. Then he, when he noticed Peter and John going to the temple, he begged them for money. Um... My first response to this, to reading this, I'm just, if anyone would like a new version of the Bible, enjoying the passions, way of putting things, my first sort of thing was just, as I read this, it's like, wow, this thing of being captured by the sight of someone is an invitation for us. They were walking to three o'clock prayers, and they saw this guy who'd been carried there, and they were captured by the sight of him. And... I tried to search for you guys some state capture stuff, but we've stopped the slides in this church. So we were going to look at a whole lot of funny state capture slides and give you a perspective on what it is to be captured. But we're not going to do that. But I'm giving you all of that context so that you can picture it, because you guys have all been on News 24 and you've seen stuff. And you can quickly go there and it will be as good as a slide. Everyone finished? You got that? You got one that came to mind. The extent of the capture Give us an example. Me neither. I've stopped. <laughs> when you've been state captured, is what I'm referencing. <laughs> 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 
So as they, as they approached the beautiful gate, they were captured by the side of the man. I'm, I'm just teasing you. I was just thinking, how many people are we passing by and not being captured by the sight of? Just that extent. You know, joking around about being state, the state capture. But it is. It's to such an extent that the thing is actually held in the grip in this, in this time now in our country, probably toxically held in the grip of some not good people. But in the same way that we can get captured by the sight of someone in Christ. And God wants us to be people who are willing to be captured by the people in front of us. We would just stop and begin to receive what it is in that person that yeah. is of Christ. So I want to give you that, that little phrase about willing to be captured. And every time you hear the next story about the corruption and the state capture, just put pause and reset and say, actually what's most important right now is that I recall that I'm supposed to be captured by the sight of people in front of me, like Jesus was. And you know, I think a massive thing here was that Peter and John were moving towards the three o'clock prayers. And they went to prayers a couple times a day. And this is reflecting for many of us. There's this place that we need to position ourselves. We need to move towards other people in order to see God move often. It was as they moved to the three o'clock prayers, as they put themselves out there to go, to be in that space, to continue to pursue, then this thing popped up where there was this man. And they got so so we, we move, we've got to position ourselves differently to see different things. Insanity is... Did anyone want to quote it? Yeah. Positioning ourselves in new places to see new things shifting ourselves from the same right or the same way of like I always walk this way and there is that person there but I haven't yet allowed the Spirit to capture me this time Holy Spirit as I walk down past this in this street or office or situation I'm open to being captured by the sight of you and people so then in verse 4 um, Peter and John, looking straight into the eyes of the crippled man, said, Look at us. Expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. I want to ask you that capture question again. Who, when last have you looked into the eyes of a person? Like you've looked into their eyes. That's what you've got to do in order to... They were captured by the sight of him, and then they looked into his eyes. And they said to him, Look at us. And wonderfully, we know that a needy person will obviously give you the attention much more readily than a busy, wealthy person. So if you want to see results, that's a side note. Leave the rich. <coughs> um, there's this famous industrialist in there. Oh, jeez, I forget the year, sorry, but it's the same kind of concept as in a business where you say, look for a need and then meet that need, and that will be a successful business. I feel like for us as believers, we often are, why I made that comment about the needy, we often are hoping there would be a need in a context that suits us so that God could move there, but actually there isn't necessarily a, a, a huge need for God in that space. And 
we're getting discouraged because we're going down this road where we're saying, oh, I really want God to use me in this place because it suits me. It's quite comfortable here, yeah, I quite like it because they smell like me. But actually God wants us to be able to, to move. Randy and Jay, you've just come back from the place, I'm sure, that they don't smell like you and they're different and they, you saw some hectic things. But it's in those contexts that God starts to use us because that's where the need is. So they said, they, 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 they said to him, um, look at us. And he looked at them and he gave them, the, gave them his attention. <clears throat> and then in verse 7 he says this, Peter held out his right hand to the man. He's looking at them and he's giving them his attention. And he says, Peter held out his right hand at the man and he pulled the man to his feet. Suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned, and he began to walk around. As he went into the temple courts with Peter and John, he leapt for joy, shouted praises to God. Just imagine this moment of Peter, full of confidence, stretching out his hand. Can you imagine yourself full of confidence or not? I would, I would probably say not for me. Reaching out my hand, this is God saying, come up, brother, come up. And he reaches out his hand. Can, can any of you place yourself there in the, let's say, let's say um, this side would be, would be confidence and this side would be the rest of us. Probably one of us in the room would be the other, maybe you are, but there's one. Can you reach, eh? Who's it? It's Dom, it's Dom. He's the, he said it's me. Just imagine, we, we don't have, we're not, we're not walking around with that level of, of confidence in God that we could say, just reach out to his hand. You've seen this guy, but I think it's, it's, a, it's resulting from being captured by the sight of this guy and how much God loves this guy. And, it's, and just they've had this moment, they've had this time of connection, they've looked into each other's eyes. And he's able to reach out his hand. And I, you know, I think Peter probably seen this guy many times before, because they say that he'd been carried there for many years and been placed on those steps, and people have just been, been begging there for many years. So he'd probably seen him many times before. But this is the first time he really saw him. And he really allowed the Spirit to capture his heart and to get the Father's heart of this guy. You know, that thing of, of Jesus saying, you know, I only do what I see my Father in heaven doing. He was moving around and allowing himself to you know, well up with the compassion of the Father, of a loving Heavenly Father over people's lives. And as he had that compassion, he said, oh, this is what my Father's doing, let me act on it. Let me, act, let me reach out my hand and pull this person up. Because that's what the Father's doing. But he wouldn't have had that if he hadn't allowed himself to be captured by the sight of this person and look straight into his eyes. So let's just pause and look into the lover next to his eyes for a second. If you are friends and don't know each other, good luck. <laughs> just look into someone's eyes for 10 seconds. Okay. I know that's... It's... Because once, um, once Peter had been captured by the side of this crippled guy, everything was different. Because he'd seen into the man who surely God loves this person and, and has this desire over him and doesn't want him to be sitting here in this absolute wreck, begging for 40 odd years on the steps. And it enabled him to see everything differently and see it from how the Father sees him. And as I read earlier, my relationship with Jesus is not about being on a mission or doing things or getting somewhere. I was made to simply love him. And I think what happened there for Peter was he saw in this guy that, that there's, this, there's, a, there's this place that the Father has for this guy just to come into loving this guy. And at the same time, Peter wasn't walking there going, what's the mission, what's the mission, what's the mission? He was just walking with the Father. 
walking with the Father. And there's a, there's, there's a shift that needs to take place for, for a lot of us um, where we begin to say things like, I'll do whatever it takes to get in touch with what God has for me. And last week we were talking about praying, God, um, put me in the way of people who are on the other side. But are, you, are we or are you able to yet say, God, I'll do whatever it takes to walk into everything you have for me? That's my prayer for today. As we're moving into like a, a new a shift and some, some big changes in all of our lives. But I, I, this is the most important one. So practically, what does it look like to be captured? It looks like um, responding, a lifestyle of response to God's kindness. So every time we wonder, how do I, how can I be more captured by God? We have to stop and say, God, have you been kind to me? And then He's kind to you and you realize it and you pause and you contemplate on it and you wow, the kindness of God. We had a cool time. Yesterday, with some of the guys at Betty's Bay, and just paused, and we took, took 20 minutes on the beach. We broke bread with some Albany brown loaf and some ship sherry and cold brown. And we then took 20 minutes and we, we went out alone and we were just contemplating on something, something of the nature of God. That's how we discover, that's how we remember again the kindness and how kind God's been to. We, we, so we put down the sherry and the bread, and I was thinking someone seeing that would be, because we all left, we left in the middle of the beach. Imagine you're walking down the beach. Surely this is my day. Okay? You're walking down the beach, there's a half loaf of brown bread and a full quart of old brown sherry. Surely someone in heaven knows my name, loves me, and has appointed this very moment for me on this beach. I don't know what your all brown cherry and bread moment would be, but I was picturing someone, so it was fantastic. It really was a great picture. So just imagine it. He pulls this guy to feet. What? To his feet. What a moment of, 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 of faith. Just this incredible, incredible faith. We talk about faith like quite loosely, but the faith to reach out and to grab this guy and to pull him up to his feet in that moment. And this guy just starts to stand. We all long to see this. It's like the desire of our hearts. But he starts to stand and he's a little bit, if I was doing the translation, I would have said he's a bit goofed. He's in a daze. And he's just standing there. It's like, what the heck has happened to me right now? I've never walked. And, he's, and then obviously he begins to praise Jesus. It's quite a profound story. It's, been, it's really taken me this week. I've been reading it over and over again. We talk about the kingdom being is to an action. And Derek Morphy taught us that the kingdom is within reach, at hand. You can't do it when you're holding the mind every time I try. But you, you, you look at the distance from your elbow to your hand. That's, that's the description that we're talking about. The kingdom is within reach. I'm talking about your arm, not mine. If you look there, look there, take a look there. And just bring the activities in so that you guys stay interested. From the elbow to the hand, that's how close the kingdom is. And it's that exact moment when Peter reaches in. At hand, it just reaches and lifts the sky into complete freedom and healing. Yeah. It's a wonderful, exciting life we get to live as people of faith, walking around, looking for people we can reach into the situation, and pull them. Because 
you get captured by how much God loves them. I was remembering a story. The guy stands up, and as Gary would have said, shit a brick. That was funny. Remember that, that moment. And the power of God comes on Gary, and he doesn't know what the F has happened to him. And he says, shit a brick. What was that? He's lying at the back on the floor. And we all just like pack up laughing because you never heard anyone respond like that to me. This is, this is God. Picture this guy, he's just never walked. And this is what, this is what happens. He starts looking around. And Gary did the same thing. For those of you who don't remember Gary, he was a wonderful guy. Passed on, but he's just a wonderful guy. He's been our church for a long time. On and off. So then in verse 19, and now. <clears throat> Now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that the times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. You know, every time that we return to our true selves and we dig deeper into who we really are, we get to live from this place. And the result of this is times of refreshing. You know, every time we get, to, we get an invitation to return, to repent, to change, to metanoia, in the Greek, to, to shift, the result of it is Times of refreshment. And so it's not, it's just a swift thing we get to do. It's never a shameful thing because there's no shame or condemnation for those who are in Christ. So it's never a shameful thing like, oh, flip, I forgot, and now I'm going to beat myself down. It's actually just this loving, constantly. We don't understand it. We don't have a human reference for it. But imagine, we have to try, ongoing, I think we'll always be doing this, to imagine a place where. But there's this ongoing frequency coming at us that does not change, that just accepts us. It's coming at us all the time, just over and over again, and we just get to just, oh, flip, I forgot, I tuned out, now I'm tuning back in, and there was no like, there's no shame when you tuning the radio back in. It's like, oh, well, I drove down through a tunnel, now I'm going to find it. That's it. You just tuned right back, back in. But as we do that, then the result is time to refreshing. So this message I'm giving you guys is not about how we need to beat ourselves up because we haven't reached to a guy who's been crippled for 40 years and done that amazing. It's a message about finding who we really are allowing ourselves to be captured by God. Yeah. Allowing ourselves to be captured by God to the point where we are free enough to change our frequency quickly. To say, flip, I did walk past you yesterday, but today, Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be captured. That's that, that's that repentance that he's talking about for the believers. The first repentance, we all know what that is. Just not and um, can't believe you saved me. The ongoing repentance is, I can't believe I forgot that you did that for me. That was so wonderful. And you've done that for me. And that's what I'm now living. That's my reality. That's the ongoing one. That is busy unfolding for all of us. So he says, repent and turn back to God. So your sins will be removed and the times of refreshing will stream. And he's obviously talking to the people who've heard this guy praise and are just blown away by it. And then in the last little, last little um, line of, the, of verse uh, 25, I think it is. Yeah. And he talks about Abraham and the promises. Peter's explaining what's happening here. And he talks about the promises that he made to Abraham. And then he says, your descendant will bring blessing to all the peoples of the earth. And I remind you guys, last week we gave out these little mustard seeds. And it was crazy because the little tub or tube of mustard seeds it didn't even like, tap, make a dent in when we gave them all up. It was crazy. I was blown away by how it was just more. They, they are so small. And he talks, talks to Abram about his seed or his, his descendants. 
being a blessing to all the nations of the earth. And this thing is for all people. And I just want to pause here quickly and invite you to join me in making a declaration together that we've excluded some people from being able to be loved by God or being accepted by God or into kingdom. Because we thought it was either they were too far, far gone or too disinterested or too hard or too on the other side. And God just wants us to repent of that thinking because this is for everyone. This is for everyone. So will you join me in a prayer of that? Say, Jesus, forgive us for believing people are excluded and we swiftly return. This love you've given us is for everyone. Amen. Amen. Change is possible. I'm off of Canal Walk. I'm wrapping this up. <laughs> you know, we have these... We, we all have dreams and ideas and things that we long to see and, um, and hopes. We want, we've got things in God. It's amazing how the crowd was delayed. <laughs> That all the way, we love you, wonderful. You know, we've got these hopes and these dreams and these things that we hope that one day we'll be like that, or we'll get to see that, or we'll get to walk in that and do that. I'm sure if I asked you to raise your hands, you would. And there's, there's things like, like God put something on us, a promise or a thing. Where I long to see that, or I've got a friend that I've just prayed, I've interceded over their life for so long. And we've got these things that we just, in God, we've been wanting to see God do. Yes? Yeah. For long, it's our norm, it's our kind of our place that we are. And God's inviting us to move into those things. He's inviting us to stop agreeing with frustration and disappointment and the, the perspective of earth. Perspective that changes isn't possible. The perspective that actually this thing is for everyone. Yeah. At all times, we can reach out because the kingdom is at hand and we can pull someone out of their crippled state. It's a wonderful, wonderful mandate we have as people, as believers. It's like so much bigger than us. We, we, we almost play no part in this. Just mildly walking around trying to be obedient. That's pretty much it. Just The rest is all God because we can't raise crippled people. Yes? You're nodding like you've seen some of this recently in that. Basically, you weren't even there. You were just walking around, just being obedient. You know, mildly walking around these crazy places in India and Nepal, just letting God do God. So God's inviting us to, to allow ourselves to be captured. <clears throat> now, I've just had Julius Malema running through my head for so many days now as so I've thought about being captured. It's been wonderful. I just want to say thanks to you guys for letting me talk about being captured without showing you a meme. <laughs> but I know you guys can picture them. All those times when they were chanting in Parliament about so-and-so is captured, is captured. Just some wonderful chants. I recently received a prophecy <clears throat> and at the end of it, such an exciting um, Ending from this long, beautiful word with some, some verses in it, and it was a word of encouragement to me. 
And it ended with saying, I back you, go get him. And I wanted to end this today with that. God backs you, go get him. I can't really say it flat, so we're going we're gonna to hype it up a bit. Okay. Would you mind standing with me? Tony. You ready, Tony? <laughs> Where's Tony? Is Tony with the kids today? Oh, man. Someone, there's a guy in this church whose name's not Tony, but he's been renamed Tony because he loves Tony Robbins. Before we make a big, crazy declaration of um, agreement to being captured by God, I would love to <laughs> offer anyone who hasn't met Jesus a chance to meet Jesus. Because um, there's many of us who have been captured, and this is a moment for you to say, I want to be captured. So if you're here and you've never been captured by Jesus, you can show me with your hand, and I'd love to pray, pray with you, and, and we can declare your trust for Jesus, your life, give your life to him in that way. Is there anybody? Not yet? We do, we're going to do this until the place is full of everybody. Yeah. I'm very excited about what God's wanting to stir in us as a captured people. So, in the Holy Spirit, we invite your presence right now. It's going to take, be right on schedule, guys, so don't worry. Your time out, your lunch is right back on you. You're going to be out by you. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to capture our hearts. We say it again, Father, as Peter and John were captured by the side of this land, they want to be captured by the side of you. And we know that that looks like being captured by the side of other people. And we know that you want to use us. You want to shift us, God. You want to move us. Sometimes he uses the side of people and other times he uses the side of himself. And there's this back and forth that he's going to be doing with us. Sometimes we retreat and we contemplate on him alone. Other times we discover him in people. So we welcome you, Father. We say, come and capture our hearts again. Come and capture our hearts again. We trust you, God, with our lives. We thank you, God, that you've broken something with us this morning. That this thing is for more than us. This love we've discovered, Jesus. This kindness, this outrageous kindness. Your mercy. As we worship you, I'm just blown away by the kindness and the mercy of God. Just undeserved kindness, day after day after day. We are such idiots and He's so kind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come and catch our hearts in this moment right now. Come and catch our hearts here. Maybe you've originally you've done this or you've given up, put your trust in God. I'm not just making a moment where you just right now you get to have a minute of agreement with Him again. Say, God, just quickly, I just want to turn the dial and get back into your frequency and I trust you with my life. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my life. The foolishness that it might come, it might result from this trust. I trust you with my life. The exciting. And Peter and John got to see the power surge through the man. So it's not all foolishness and embarrassment. There's moments of power surging through people as we work with it. So we want that, Jesus, as we trust you with our lives. Capture our hearts, Jesus. I just pray a blessing on each one of you right now. That the things you long for, the things, the people, the hearts, the places, the desolate places, we just speak a new vision, a new perspective. That we'd be captured by the sight 
of heaven with the people again. People close and people far. I think the closer ones are harder, so we say, Father, give us a special ability to see in you what we've seen for many years. And for the ones that are far, Father, increase our gaze, our ability. Just like as the as prodigal father ran towards his son, he said, Father, make us those people who run towards others. Yeah, come and catch our hearts. We trust you with everything that we are, Father. Every seed that's in us, Father. Every resource, every thought. You know, wake up with your name on our lips, Jesus. Come and catch our hearts again fresh. Yeah, and that as we move as a church to a new venue, this would just be a significant move, not just for a, a, a little brief period, but with sustained urgency, Father. That we begin to move towards others with your love. Something will shift in each one of our hearts. It's something we'll catch, Father, of who you are and what you're doing in our city. Yeah, come, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, Jesus. It's your kingdom break out amongst us. In our businesses, in our homes, in our families, that your kingdom break out amongst us. So we're going to end this by saying, with our hands in the air, four or five times, like Tony, you just got to pump, you just pump. And he says to you, I back you, go get it. Come on. It's a bit chaotic, but you guys can leave it anytime. It was on lot. Just says, I back you. So I don't know how you need to say it. Just say it. Just, just. You, need, you know the voice you need to hear it in. But he says to you, I back you, go get it. I back you, go get it. I back you. Hear it. The Father speaks that to you. He says that to you right now. Go get it. Go get it. Amen. Maybe do that every morning this week as well because you guys need some hype on that. Yes, we have a fantastic Sunday.